Hello and welcome to episode 181 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Phelan. I'm your host, Joel Phelan. And on this episode, we're going to tackle a Marvel property that isn't owned by Marvel. It's X-Men Apocalypse, the latest from Fox's X-Men franchise. And we're going to also do a little a little bit different of a top five this week. We're going to come up with our best X-Men team with the five best characters that we can come up with from past films. So that should be interesting. We'll see. Uh, but first, we'll get straight to the movie itself. This was the latest release. Uh, I'm trying to think. One, two, seventh or eighth X-Men movie, I think. Wow. That's come out. Uh, this is the next one after Days of Future Past. And it had a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. I just realized I said Ghostbusters had 48% on the last podcast, and that was actually the percentage for X-Men Apocalypse. Can't be far off. Right, less. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember, but anyway, X Men Apocalypse. Well, the reviews were disappointing, but I've always been a big fan of the X Men movies, so I went in. You know, I was looking forward to it. I really liked Days of Future Past a lot. I liked Oscar Isaac a lot, who was cast as the, the main villain Apocalypse here, and uh, yeah, went in with decent expectations for a movie that was getting as bad of reviews as it was. How about you? Pretty much feel the same way. Uh, like I said, I was never super into comic books, but I do remember being into X-Men. The cartoon and stuff, yeah. Cartoon, mostly for me. But I remember just knowing enough from you reading X-Men. Yeah. You into it. That I knew, like, Terminal, I guess. I couldn't remember it now, but... <laughs> um... I believe I drafted this movie. So yes, I you did. <laughs> kind of. Actually, I think I thought that this was going to be the bigger superhero movie of the year. I was it, shocked how little. I mean, it didn't do terrible, but for X Men, for sta- the standards of the franchise, it didn't do great. And plus, I was really psyched about Apocalypse being in it. But yeah. But what did you think? Uh, it was okay. Yeah. Um, I think Apocalypse ended up being... They, they do a really bad job of these, like, omnipotent, or however you say <laughs> that. Omnipotent? Omnipotent. Jesus. <laughs> um, bad guys? Like, they're so... No, Joey. powerful um, and menacing and stuff, and then they so simply dispatch of them. Yeah. That's what bothers me. Um, I don't know. The whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, I could see how this movie could be good, but I don't know how you would change it to be. Better. Better. Yeah, I, I'm not too far off from you. I was definitely disappointed from where 
I was hoping this would be, but I didn't think it was terrible. I think it was hit or miss. I think there was actually a lot of really cool stuff, and then a lot of stuff that I thought was pretty darn bad. And for prime example is Apocalypse himself. Like I thought there were some, like the general look of him, terrible. Looks like a Power yeah. Power Ranger guy, you know, like uh, just did not look good or menacing or anything like that. But I thought some of the ways that he used his powers were pretty awesome. Like the way he just like used sand to decapitate three people and phase them in a guy into a wall and then, you know, uh, let go and let it take form and kill him or whatever. Like there was cool uses of his powers. Yeah, I I love the scene where he's going to get Magneto and he's like, you can't stop me from killing them. He like smirks and just offs everybody without <laughs> even trying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I don't know. In the, I thought Apocalypse would be more of a threat than he actually was, ended up being. Like, yeah. Or at least, I mean, obviously... He was doing all this damage and it was a huge threat or whatever, but it was more like it was different than I expected. I think one of the big issues is besides just killing a ton of people, they never really make his goal. They don't explain it well enough. Like, Basically says he's going to like kill everyone. And everyone else survives. He's going to. Yeah, only the strong will survive, or survival of the fittest kind of thing. Yeah, but, his whole. I don't know. A little too generic in the end. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree with you. Like, what is his mission statement here? He's like. Doesn't really make sense. He wants to like be the ruler of people in a way, but. And the way they go, like, this movie starts, like, the opening scene is back in the Egyptian days when he's still super powerful and he's getting all, like, he his thing is, like, he can steal other people's essence or their powers and change bodies or whatever, but keep the old powers and become more and more powerful as time goes on. But it didn't seem like his goal back in those days was, like, to kill everybody. So, when he wakes up in modern times, why all of a sudden is he, like, <laughs> you know, on that mission? Yeah, and then they, they sort of imply through the movie that the people back then up were uprising against him. Yeah, but what chance, yeah, what chance did they have? They put the nukes into the sky. He's like, no more sticks and stones and spears. Yeah, that scene I thought was confusing too. Because at first I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. He's actually launching all these nukes at each other to wipe everything out. But then it just shoots into the sky and like gets rid of them. Yeah, which, it's which, sort of like, well, if you're going to destroy everyone, why didn't you just. Yeah. <laughs> why You would survive, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're scared of getting cancer. Maybe they didn't cure that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was weird. I mean, I get it kind of like now they have nothing to defend against me or something like that, but I don't, yeah, I thought that was kind of confusing. Yeah, it just, it wasn't used right. They could have made it 
a little more sense out of it. They sort of try to do too much with too little. Yeah, that's true. Or even... Or too little with too much. Yeah, something, one or the other. Because another thing that I thought was pretty bad was the way they used the four horsemen. Um, How were they not used pretty much at all? Yep. I I thought, like, this movie was sort of going to be more bad guy-centric in that sense. Yeah. You know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Like, Yeah, <laughs> but really, they're kind of harmless. <laughs> and they never really seem to be on his side. Yeah, not completely. Like, completely. Yeah, you got Psylocke. Oh, you got Psylocke. But you, you got Angel... You got Storm, the rebooted Storm, and you got Magneto eventually. But I thought that was Storm. Is her real name Raven? No, Aurora. Oh, I thought weren't they calling her Raven? Raven is Mystique. Uh okay, see I got a little mixed up with that. Yeah. But still, I, I assumed that was Storm, but whatever. And I, I actually really liked her as Storm. But I did too. There was so little of it. It was kind of and same with Psylocke. Like I actually thought she she looked the part. She looked real good in the part. And uh but she didn't and I like Psylocke in the comics too. She has kind of cool powers, but they did nothing with her. I actually thought I mean, besides I'm absolutely in love with Olivia Munn. <laughs> if you're listening, holla. Um Yeah. Who needs Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> yeah, he's starting uh, uh, to decline now. You might want to jump ship. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? I actually thought, besides that fact, she could have been the best bad guy. Like, she's sort of anti-heroish, where she just sort of serves her own. Yeah, she was the one that was just like didn't have really much of an issue of joining up with him at all. Yeah, exactly. He was enticed by the the power and basically not used, except for saving Storm. And Angel, too, wasted completely. I yeah. Mean, they turn him into Archangel. Like, the biggest highlight for those three of the four horsemen was Apocalypse, like, giving them a makeover and just, like, upgrading their outfits. I think there was more screen time of Apocalypse doing up Archangel than there was of all the fighting with them combined. <laughs> yeah. It's such a waste because those are some pretty cool characters. Especially Storm. If you're going to reintegrate her with the team, I, I would have thought they could have done more with that. But And even Magneto. like I liked him in this movie a ton. Like I love Michael Fassbender as Magneto. But... Like, and he started, it started off awesome with him. Like when he's trying to give, I mean, it is kind of weird that like every single movie he tries to go back to living a normal life and then something drags him back into the villainy, but it worked again. Like he's in what Czech or one of the Eastern European countries. Yeah. Just trying to live his life. He's got a wife and kids and some, when Apocalypse shows up, somehow he get, it gets revealed that he's a mutant. And there's an awesome scene, like maybe the best scene in the movie, when the the police show up in the woods or whatever. 
and he's like begging, you know, don't, don't hurt my family or whatever. And all of a sudden something happens where a guy shoots an arrow and kills his wife and, and daughter at the same exact time. And he just goes berserk and kills them all with the dog tag. I gotta agree with you. Like that scene is pretty amazing because they don't even like really make the police seem like bad people. No, it was clearly a mistake. Yeah, they they're like legitimately concerned, they're and then scared, yeah. the girls like summoning ravens by accident, and it, someone mistakenly lets go of the arrow, and they seem pretty terrified. Yeah, by the fact that they did that, but. Gotta say, if I was Magneto, I might have done the same thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like you can't blame him for that at all, at all. But that, it was a little over the top when he's screaming at the sky. Is this what you want me to be? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but before that, awesome scene. Uh, but then once he like gets in with Apocalypse, it kind of dilutes him a lot, and he's not as interesting. He's just kind of going through the motions and just there to stand there and like move the metal through the earth or whatever. Yeah, he's supposed to summon all the... I don't know. Yeah. Pretty dumb, actually. <laughs> yeah. And I think the whole with the whole him, like, or Apocalypse giving the people power, Psylocke and Magneto really got the fucking shit end of the stick with that. Magneto gets a helmet, which is whatever. I mean, yeah, it's iconic. Yeah. But, and Psylocke gets a slightly brighter sword yeah exactly because i don't think it's actually i don't think it's that same brightness through the rest of the movie it's just i can give you more okay but i don't know uh i like the actual x-men yes yeah that was like i actually liked the new cyclops and the new gene gray a lot um Ty Sheridan plays Cyclops and Sansa Stark plays Jean Grey. Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. Yep. She. Uh, I actually. I really liked her as Jean Grey. Yeah, I liked them both. I thought they brought some fresh blood, and it is kind of treading the same ground as the old movies. But I don't know. Somehow it worked for me. I thought it actually was like the young X Men were what brought the fun to the movie. Yeah. Because it it definitely makes Cyclops more interesting because he's usually such a whiny bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is weird because I liked him as like younger in the uh, cartoons. <laughs> he always gets a bad rap. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought James Marsden was really good as Cyclops. It's just that they didn't really do his character that much justice. Yeah, but I love the scene when. He first gets his powers in this movie, and then he goes to the X-Men mansion and, you know, destroys the tree that was planted however many years ago. I believe that if I ever had a favorite tree, that was my favorite tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I really like uh, James McAvoy as Professor Xavier. Yeah. Pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, it's pretty cool that... They got perfect casting both times. Like, he brings a different dimension. Like, obviously, the younger version of Charles. And I don't know. You can see 
the trans how he could get from point A to point B. Yeah. He can he but he has like a lightheartedness and at the same time his powers are so so much that uh yeah, you see where he comes from when he, he has his little meltdowns too. Yeah, and I think uh one positive thing this movie does is really put in perspective how powerful he is. Because even Apocalypse is like, wow, you're the one I never have come across. Like, you can actually control people, like, get in people's heads. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the it. power he wants to steal the most. Yeah. Which yeah. shows how good of a person he is. Because. Yeah. I don't know. Or if you could, if you look later down the lines, couldn't he have just, like, change the president and all those people's minds about anything yeah <laughs> stuff but yeah that's some willpower right there but he's trying to do the right thing i respect that but in the comics he's kind of done some pretty messed up things <laughs> yeah. over the years but yeah it's true and i love obviously quicksilver was a highlight in days of future past and i think he's a highlight again in this movie I think he was my favorite character. Yeah. Well, I mean, it I, pretty much should be just about anybody's. Yeah, that scene in the mansion when it's blowing up is pretty awesome. <laughs> like, now, the one thing I didn't like is, and maybe this is just me not understanding, is Magneto always his dad? Yes. Yes? Yes. Well, I think it's totally irrelevant to this particular movie yeah it's uh pretty crazy that that does not get resolved one way or the other there's a lot of like baby daddy issues with magneto <laughs> yeah he's got seeds sown all over the earth but it it was even like a thing in the first one and then you think okay it's coming up again and they're face to face it's clearly gonna be resolved or like you know brought up and then it's dropped <laughs> completely yeah, it's just surprising to me that Magneto hasn't put any of it together. Yeah, especially, yeah, he was kind of acting a little weird. You had to think something was up. Yeah. But yeah, I just love, they perfected that, uh, just the way to display his powers. Like, it. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know if it makes perfect sense, but it makes movie sense, you know? Yeah, he seems more like a like a time traveler than a yeah really quick. And I actually really love the way when it looks like he's getting the best of Apocalypse, and it seems like maybe Quicksilver's a little too powerful with the way they do it. But then I love the way like Apocalypse kind of adjusts. Yeah, catches him off guard, but yeah. Um, I didn't like Mystique that much. You know, I've never been a big fan. I lo- I really like Jennifer Lawrence. I think she's a good actress and a great screen presence. But I've never really liked her as Mystique. Yeah, and I always remember Mystique as kind of being a bad guy, yeah, or at least she, like an anti-hero. She's kind of gray, can switch sides, and she's very much the good guy. Like, maybe the good guy. Right, yeah. 
creepy. They try to put the whole franchise on her shoulders, basically. And I can see why they may have did that because of the actress, but I don't know. I, I didn't think it really worked all that well. Yeah, I completely agree. It falls flat, for sure. And I don't like really how she looks in her natural form. No, I know that's how she kind of looks, but... Yeah, something's off. Like, it looked way better when it was Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Or, yeah, I, or Rebecca Romaine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I can't put my finger on it, but it just... Something is off. For sure. I keep saying that. Um... But what did you think of the cameo from one Wolverine in the middle of the movie? Very cool, for the most part. Um, People loved it. I didn't expect it. It and feels a little out of place. When the thing was opening, I thought it was going to be like Sabretooth, actually. Because uh, he was like growling. Yeah, yeah. This but, is um, like Weapon X. Is that sort of his origin story? Is that why he can't remember his past? Yeah, pretty much. That's like the Weapon X, like how he was, you know, got the metal blades and the adamant, adamantium uh, skeleton and all that. And then he breaks free just like that with that thing on his head. Now, yeah, that's all part of his like comic book arc. I did find it vaguely funny that Cyclops says... Like, I hope we never got to see much more of that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that was pretty good. I mean, I thought it was kind of cool. I, because I kept hearing before I saw the movie, like, Quicksilver's awesome, and there's a cameo, a Wolverine cameo that's amazing. And I wouldn't say it's amazing. I but... yeah, I was disappointed with it because I don't know. It felt like it came out of nowhere. It felt like pandering again, like just trying to win points i did like that i mean he's running around killing people but i don't know if again some it felt a little off to me like i also have a little bit of an issue with they were firing automatic weapons at him and i understand he heals pretty quickly but bullets weren't coming out of the gun yeah i mean you're shooting him point blank (laughs) he's not even Famous. Like I, I could even respect that it didn't even slow him down because he's like such an animal or whatever. But sure, the bullets hitting him, and I they probably did that for the the rating. But I think it's stupid. That's like such a like eighties nineties action thing where yeah. they're firing thousands of bullets and it just, it. it felt kind of half assed to me because it didn't. He didn't look that great. It seemed like Hugh Jackman. It just walked on set and got the makeup and stuff slapped on him haphazardly. And he's just literally just charging at people and swiping, basically. Seems like he showed up on set and waited for the check to clear. Yeah, like he's just like going through the motion swiping. It doesn't even you don't even see like the claws going in it's just like he's just backhanding, cutting people's throats or whatever. I don't know. It just just seems yeah. Don't get me wrong. He is Wolverine to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love him as Wolverine. But. Love everything today, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. I was disappointed because I was going in like, this is the one part of the movie that I'm really looking forward to seeing. 
it just did not live up to the hype for me. Yeah, I gotta agree. It's yeah, it's not even that it it has the same issues as a lot of the other movies, but doesn't at the same time. Like this could have been a cool movie, and they just sort of like I was saying before, it's either they they try to do too much with too little, or they did too little with too much. I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah, I agree because. It's. I don't know if they picked a villain that is just too big, like, and, you know, has to be an end of the world type scenario, which has never really worked the best for X Men. The best part of X Men movies is, like, the conflict within the team and yeah. can they work, find a way to work together to take down this threat and, and, and stuff like that. This, it's more like, it's the end of the world and it's the most powerful thing ever. You know, and of course, Professor X will f- find a way to save the day. But yeah, and I gotta say, generally speaking, I hate this about movies nowadays. But they should have maybe made this two movies. Mm, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, if they just expanded on everything and left the first movie in dire straits, maybe killed somebody that whatever. Hey, Havoc died, okay? Have some respect. Whatever. <laughs> but I just mean, like, if it was... I don't know. I just feel like for... Like, with such a big bad guy. I, I don't I, know. I just always knew this thing was going to be resolved by the end. There was no tension. Yeah. This... I don't think Apocalypse was the right guy to pick as a villain. Yeah. And I don't or maybe think... not have even made it like two literal movies if they just made it more like Apocalypse is definitely coming back. Yeah, but he never actually does. Like they could prevent him from getting there. Or... Yeah, they just they slow him down rather than stop him. Yeah, it could be the case because he does at the end sort of say, "Uh, now like I see understand or." Now I see the full picture, but Oscar Isaac has never been so not interesting. Yeah, he had why cast Oscar Isaac when you can't even tell it's him, and he's not able to act. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah, he. I mean, he's an awesome actor, and they did him no favors. He had no maneuvering. I could see why he took the role. Yeah, I mean, cash good on like the resume and all that good stuff. But yeah, I mean, he there's nothing he could do. He had terrible dialogue and caked makeup and and costuming on. So it's like couldn't do really any physical acting. And then it was all so one note. Like you could have cast anybody as that guy. Yeah, they should have just gotten like a really big guy. Yeah. That was the other thing. Like, I always remember Apocalypse, like, grew and shit, right? Like, yeah, he could, he could change size. And, and they do it in the whole mind fight. Yeah, but, which was kind of cool, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think you're right, that he's too big of a villain for... At least for th- this movie, yeah. Not saying it couldn't be done, but... They're kind of... 
had a small scale story going, which I was enjoying, and then this large one, which didn't kind of fit in for me. And everything that, and kind of got lost in the shuffle. All these superhero movies, it's it has already gotten old very quick about saving the world or saving yeah. the universe. Yeah, exactly. Time frame. This is why we're so looking forward to Logan. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> And they even try to wedge in this love story between Charles and um, Rose Byrne's character. I can't remember. Which didn't work, I think, for me at all. Like, I like the ending and stuff like that, but... Yeah, the ending was cool. How yeah. it was completely relevant to the rest of the movie works <laughs> in there. Yeah, no doubt. Um... Yeah, I mean, see, there's good stuff here. Like, I actually read today that they might be doing another soft reboot of the X-Men franchise, which, holy crap. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it's either working or it's not. I don't. I hope they keep these new guys, like um, Jean Grey, Cyclops, and Storm, the three new characters in Quicksilver. Maybe they'll kind of blend them with Deadpool or something like that. You know they're going to try to get Deadpool and everything, just like they had Wolverine and everything before. Yeah. So, I don't know how that's going to work. I'll, I'll always want to watch an X-Men movie, just because I like the characters. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind if they just took a break with it, if they are going to redo it for a little while. but Yeah, just move to X-Force, which was they're already doing anyway. Which is a different team with Deadpool and stuff. Cable. Go in a different direction. I'd like, I can't wait to see Cable. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential there. I heard who he was cast as Cable, but I can't remember who it was. I never heard of I remember people saying a couple guys that would be perfect for it. But yeah, I Doesn't it also, because it's like a time thing... Isn't there, like, an older Cable and a younger Cable? Well, Cable is Scott and Gene's son from the future. Yeah. I don't know if they'll have introduced that element of his character or not, but it's very complicated. Some people were saying the guy from um, Sons of Anarchy might be him or something, but like I said, I can't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure either, but what would you give... X-Men Apocalypse. A 6 out of 10. I'm right around the same ballpark. I give it a 6.5. I, uh, there was, like, usually when there are a few scenes I love in a movie, it'll get a better score, but they kind of flubbed it. Yeah, I mean, if you like X-Men, watch this movie, but it's not going to blow you away. Yeah, for sure. So, let's get to our top five slash uh, team building exercise with, yeah, we're going to put together the perfect X-Men team, in our opinion. So, what was your thought process behind, uh, behind this exercise? Well, I was just going to put in my favorite characters. <laughs> Not a bad that point. they were actual X-Men or whatever. 
Yeah. Charles Xavier can make anybody work with anybody. We've established this. Well, I also think, like, we're doing five. Xavier is, like... Oh, yeah. Given. So. Doesn't he's care. always on the team. He's the leader of the group. It's like the splinter. <laughs> yeah. For me, I I was just going with pretty much what you said, my favorite characters, but I think they all have their own purpose. I have some comedic relief. I have some just, you know, badasses. And... Yeah, see, at first I was thinking, like, how can each complement each other? And then I was like, this is going too far into the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, you could really get wrapped up in that. But give me your team. Let's let's hear your team. And I put I put mine in order of like significance to the plot, I guess, or like screen time type thing. Mine aren't really in any particular order, but I'll say my first one is Wolverine because he's the X Men. Like he's the staple. Gotta have. Um, you could kind of argue Cyclops. I feel like, but he acts like a bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Captain America, wannabe. Wannabe, yep. Who else you got? Nightcrawler. Alright, which good. version, which version? Ooh. Because actually, yeah, we didn't talk about Nightcrawler in this movie. I, I, I liked him. Yeah, I did too. Um. He's sort of an important character without a lot of significance in yeah. a way. I just love the way the the bamfing goes on screen. It's really cool looking. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I guess I'll say the version from this movie. All right. Cool. But growing up, I always liked him. Uh, I liked how he teleport. We used to have an X Men game. Yeah, he was a cool character to play. Just a cool character to have. Something about him. I always liked him. Yeah, that was a good game. Yeah, I can't remember. It's hard to keep track of those games through the years because they used to license games like that so much. They are all kind of similar. Like there was a Batman game. And, and then there's one with X-Men and some, another one. Yeah. Was it Fantastic Four? Or... Yeah, something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. All the Spider-Man games. I liked all those kind of games. I guess just because of the properties, but... Yeah. Alright, who's up next? Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, like we were saying. He's a standout from this new crop of movies. Yeah. Now, I always used to get the Silver Surfer and him mixed up. Are they just completely different? Completely different. <laughs> I thought. Yeah. Silver part. Uh, I, I meant to say earlier, though, like, you remember Marvel and uh, Fox both gave a crack at Quicksilver. Quicksilver was in the Avengers Age of Ultron. I thought they both did a good job with the character, actually. But Fox is... Uh, I, th- I like this version better. Yeah, like, uh, the whole... Like, that question really stems from my... I'm a little foggy about everything. Like I said, I used to be a lot more into it when I was younger, but 
I sort of was thinking like the Jean Grey, how she turns into, what do they call her? Phoenix. It's just Phoenix. Yeah. Or I was sort of thinking something along the lines of that, but I thought I was wrong, but I wasn't sure. But anyway. Quicksilver's awesome. Yes, he is. Next. Speaking of Jean Grey. Gotta have her. She's deadly. <laughs> and drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> um, gotta have a girl, right? Gotta yeah. Can't, <laughs> gotta, I can't have a Psylocke. All right. Wow. Phew. I'd like to be a member on that team. Yeah, because well, first off, pick the Olivia Munn version. <laughs> but I do remember I was reading like about the character before the movie came out and. It seemed like a character I would like in general. She was... She's kind of self-serving and extremely deadly. And sort of an anti-hero. Isn't she on what, like X-Force or something? something? Yeah, yeah, I think so. She's but, def- She was definitely on another team at some point. Yeah, like, I remember... I was reading that she was originally like a British girl. Yep, yep. First made her, and then they made her Asian. And so to explain that, is they had to like swap her mind or something like that. <laughs> yeah, all kinds of <laughs> different politics going on with the comic books over the years. But anyway, besides Olivia Munn being smoking hot, she seems like a cool character. Yeah, I agree. Well, and I need to. I need a little bit of evil on my team. Yeah, I have a little of mine too, but I just realized mine's a turtle sausage fest. Uh, I guess I'll say, you know, we don't need that distraction out there. Just focus on the gold hand. Don't need no uh, (laughs) attractive women with skimpy outfits running around next to you. We want to look good while we... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, all right, my... Bottom of the bottom of the pack, number five, Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds version. Obviously, um, didn't love that movie like we talked about, but li- I really liked the character, and I think he would lend a sense of humor and just not taking it too seriously. To kind of, you know, and he's also a really cool, <laughs> just character to have. Yeah, he looks cool. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, we we want to look good too. And to counteract the levity and the making fun of oneself, you got to have the super serious Wolverine, badass. Uh, I the X two version, if if I'm being specific, the one where he goes berserk in the mansion and. Oh yeah. Uh, you got to have one that kills a little more R rated. And but I don't want him to be the main character. That's why these guys are the bottom two. These guys are more like, I mean, they're still big parts of, of this team, but side characters in a way. They'll ha- each have like a few scenes that stand out, but hopefully don't dominate the movie. Because been there, done that. All right, next up, you got Pyro from X Men Two. He's the guy that 
He starts off as a part of Charles Xavier's team, and Magneto sways him to the to the villainy by the end of the movie. But I just really liked the way uh, I thought he was a really cool character, kind of like Psylocke for you, like in between, kind of gray, could yeah. go either way, anti-hero type thing. But the way I just love that scene when he blows up the cop cars and just really cool character to me. Next up is my bit of evil, following in your footsteps, Magneto, Michael Fassbender version. Young Magneto. Let's say him and... Uh, I was thinking about this. Not to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. And I feel like I was saying Xavier's the glue. Like, I feel like I'd have to swap out Xavier for Magneto. In my world... Um, him, but I'll accept it. Him and Charles, they used to be best friends. They've reconciled their differences. And, uh, yeah, Magneto's just awesome. Michael Fassbender nails it. Uh, and I can just see him not wanting to be around Deadpool and Wolverine or my next person, Quicksilver, at all and kind of having some comedy out of that. And father-son duo, Quicksilver, here it is. You got to put it all out there now. True. <laughs> and my Charles Xavier is going to be the James McAvoy version. Agreed. And I'm going to have cameos from Nightcrawler, the old, the version from the old movies, and Gambit. They're going to have little cameos where they need to call in some reinforcements for, like, one action scene. I can't, because there's been so many damn movies. Who plays Gambit? He had just, like, a short thing in, um, uh, which one was it? The bad one, X3, X-Men 3. But I'm going with the Channing Tatum version that hasn't come out yet. Because I always liked Gambit a lot. Yeah, cartoon. he's a really cool character in the cartoon and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. So that's our teams. Eh, didn't go as well as I thought it would, but it was different. Kind of cool. Yeah, I'm always willing. I'd rather take a chance to do something different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so I guess we'll go into a little bit of what else we watched, or should I say I watched? Because I don't think you have anything. I watched. Yeah. What else, Bob watched? So I watched the Ava DuVernay documentary Thirteenth that's out on Netflix, which is a really good documentary showing how the prison system today is basically an extension of slavery. And how really, you know, this hypothesis, they make a strong argument, a strong case for this. And, um, yeah, it's been a while since I watched it. I watched it like three weeks ago, but I thought it, it was really compelling and makes a lot of great points. Well done, well-made documentary. Especially towards the end of the movie, they kind of cut together, like, sound from the civil rights movement with modern day imagery and I thought it was really powerful uh, especially with what's you know been going on this week or the last couple of weeks so check yeah. it out you know if if it sounds interesting at all it's worth a watch 8 out of 10 um, wow not... I'm definitely going to watch it I now that you've explained it I, I have heard of it 
but yeah, it's not perfect. Like there's some cheesy stuff with music dialogue coming up on the screen, kind of, but it's definitely worth watching for sure. The first half it kind of just explains things, and then towards the second half is when I thought it got really good with like just some powerful imagery and stuff like that. But yeah, definitely worth watching if it sounds interesting. Also watched an old classic, Sunset Boulevard. This was on Netflix streaming. It's been a while since I watched like an old black and white classic movie, so I figured I gotta keep myself honest. Go ahead and check this out. This was uh, one that I've heard nothing but great things about, and it's true. It's a really good movie. Um, it's about a screenwriter who he's kind of a kind of a con man, but he gets hooked up with this old silent film actress who wants to try to make a comeback uh, in movies now that they have sound and and stuff like that. And it kind of it's a, twi- a little twisty thriller type thing and I I thought it was really good. It it holds up really well for a movie that is 66 years old. Wow. Yeah. Uh 8 out of 10. Heavy 8 out of 10. Maybe an 8 and a half. Uh but there's movies that even though they might be good movies and I'll enjoy them in the long run, I just the overacting they do back in the day. Yeah, the style and just the the characterization of people. Yeah, it's more like you can respect it than actually love it. Yeah, but it, that's not with all movies. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. just sort of a closed-minded view. But And I think this one bridges the gap. I think it does a little bit. Like, Casablanca was one that I was like, yeah, I can see why this is considered great, but not connecting with it exactly. Yeah. But this one, I, I, it definitely was beyond its time or ahead of its time. Nice. And I watched a movie that that caught me off guard. I thought it was like I talked about Hunt for the Wilder People a couple weeks back, a movie that I had pretty high expectations and was a little bit disappointed, but still liked. This one was one where I had lesser expectations, but kind of surprised me in a great way. And I think like I thought that Hunt for the Wilder People was actually the plot of this movie, Captain Fantastic. So I don't know how I got that confused in my brain somehow, but this is a movie starring Viggo Mortensen, who plays a father who is raising his kids like out in the wild, like on the land, and he's teaching them. They read books. They don't go to school, but they read books. They learn to hunt and fend for themselves, all this stuff, and then they get a phone call, or they find out somehow that the mom, his wife, has passed away, and they're going to go back into the regular world to, like, go to her funeral or, or something like this. And it's just kind of like a culture clash and how these kids and him react to being out, like, back out in the real world for him and for the first time for some of these kids. And how the, like, some of his ideas and his his parenting is, like, makes a case that it's better or it's really good. And then it also takes the other side where, no, this is a terrible thing you're doing and there's lots of in-between and his wife's family, especially her father, is like completely against it 
and wants to take the kids away from him, doesn't want him to go to the funeral and all this stuff, but I was blown away a little bit. I thought it was just a great little movie. Um, it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, Viggo Mortensen, incredible performance. He hasn't. I haven't seen much of him lately, but glad he's kind of making a little comeback here, if that's what this is. I give it a heavy 8.5 out of 10. Wow. Uh, yeah, definitely check it out if you get a chance. I watched a couple more new movies from this year. High Rise, which I've been meaning to check out for a while now. This is directed by Ben Wheatley, who did one of my favorite horror movies of all time in Kill List. This isn't a horror movie. This is like a, it's based off some novel that I never really didn't know much about a guy. It's like this building that was built where it's kind of like, uh, what's that movie with the train? Uh, snow. Do you know what I'm talking about? Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. It's a little bit like Snowpiercer, but it's like a tower where the bottom floors are the lower class. And when you get to the top, the penthouse, it's like super rich, powerful guy who's controlling the whole thing. And it's about this guy who I think he's a doctor of some sort and he's like kind of in the middle to the upper middle and it's just like about him kind of he's just moved in and he's getting used to all this stuff and crazy shit goes down it's a pretty cool movie uh I didn't love it as much as I was hoping to but it's worth a shot if if it sounds interesting yet again I give it a 7 out of 10 and Tom Hiddleston plays the main character Loki from the Avengers movies yeah, I like him. He's a great actor. Great little actor. Next up, I watched Nerve, which is Dave Franco and Julia Roberts' niece. Um, yeah, what's her name? Yeah, what's her name, Roberts? <laughs> Google, Google, Google. Emma Roberts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, almost like a... A Black Mirror episode, but dumbed down a little bit. It's uh, about this high school girl played by Emma Roberts who there's this game going around called Nerve where if you participate, you have to film yourself at all times and follow through on the dares that are sent in in order to earn money. And it kind of obviously gets crazier and crazier as it goes on. It's kind of a uh, a look at... The obsession with this kind of thing. It's a very Black Mirror-esque, but like I said, a little bit dumber. But it was a yeah. fun movie. Dave Franco. Dave Franco is underrated. Big time. I agree. I've always I've enjoyed him in most things. Yeah. He's, a- he's always enjoyable. It's not a great movie, but it's, it's a fun little movie. Kept my attention. Uh, 7 out of 10. If they had shortened it, I mean, it's like an hour and a half. If they would have cut a half an hour off, it could easily pass for a, for a lesser Black Mirror episode. So that's pretty cool. And lastly, I rewatched Zootopia, which still is just a ton of fun. It's the probably the like kid-centric animated movie of the year, for sure. I don't see anything topping it. Hmm. You still haven't seen it, right? Uh, it's sort of, I know I was supposed to watch it, and then I just sort of lost track of it. Yeah. I've been doing that a lot with movies. Yeah, it tends to happen sometimes. It's like once, 
it's past that buzzy moment. It's like... It's like, what was the movie we were talking about? The Lance Armstrong movie. Yeah, we were we watched the preview, and then it, we were like, yeah, this looks pretty good. I want to see it. And then, boom, never hear about it again. Yeah, which, I mean, probably doesn't speak well. Yeah, that's true. I think it was The Program. Is that what it was called? Yeah. But still, whatever. Yeah. But movies! We love them. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think speaking of Black Mirror, I think that will be our next episode. Hopefully, um, you got a few more episodes to get through. Yeah, the third season is a lot longer, isn't it? Yeah, it's six episodes. Yeah, I think I've seen, I've definitely seen the first of the third, maybe the second. You got to keep going. Fourth episode. Yeah, I can't remember. I. I pretty much watched in like two days all those episodes and then just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> binge it. Uh, I'll say if you've seen those two. Wait, did you see the video game one? Um, no, I don't think so. You'll love that one. Uh, the third one is fucked up. The fourth one might be my favorite of the entire series. The Ooh. fifth one is. It's okay. And then the last one is really good, too. So, Yeah, I think there's only one episode I haven't really liked. I so. bet you I know what it is, but I don't want to talk about it until the time comes. All right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know how to get at us. Email us, theredboxsupport at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter, at theredboxsupport. I'm on Twitter, at the Oriole Report. I'm on Twitter at Redbox Reporter. Follow us. I mean, that doesn't make... Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, review us on iTunes. And uh, I'm a little late on this, but I did a, a ranking on BaltimoreSportsAndLife.com of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Uh, like 3,000 words on it. So if you're into the Marvel movies, check it out. Let me know if you think my list sucks or if it's if you agree at all. So... There you go. And we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah. Obviously on X-Men.